We love Chris as well, and we love Scott, and I love him for letting me sleep with his cats. But anyway, oh, that came out wrong. Phrasing. Good news, everyone. I'm back, baby. Jake C. Lee. everybody it's all in sports jake seeley here your host as always follow me at all in kid if you're not already over at itunes give it a five star review the show that i mean or just you know leave a nice little comment for me whatever you want to do i want to bring in my special friend guest today here in a second but just as a reminder if you're not subscribed to the athletic if you go to the athletic.com slash the name of the show all in sports you get 40 percent off where I try to do my, like, I would say a 99% hit rate on answering the comments to get your questions answered over in the article. So if you're trying to hit me up on Twitter, that's the last place I'm able to check this year. It's just super busy. So head over there and you're almost, like I said, almost guaranteed to always get an answer. Unless you're just asking, should I start wide receiver versus wide receiver in the rankings column? But you know, guys, I love you all. And let's get to this week's guest, which is not only one of the better people in the industry that you might not know about, so hopefully you'll follow him when I give you his tag, but also a close friend because I stayed at his house on an air mattress with cats on my face, but it was still, (laughs) it was more, hey, look, if somebody offers you to stay at their house for free, they're uh, they're pretty good people, and that's uh, what this guy is, Scott Bogman, Bogman Sports, follow him on there, and all the great stuff that he does, including your podcast in this league and so much more. But yes, if you free offer up, even if it's on the floor to stay at somebody's house, it's, it, you're good people. That's right. We got you an air mattress and we got you a cat. So <laughs> you had all the stuff that you needed, right? I got an invaded potty time <laughs> by a cat. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was uh, one or two guest spots ago. We talked about yes. that on, on, we t- on we this show. We talked about the trying to lean off the toilet and hold the door closed <laughs> while I'm mid-poop. Yes. That was... yeah, that'll happen. You know. <laughs> that, that will happen. But hey, you know what? You got I want to talk about something right off the top that right, just happened today. Uh, got got me a little fired up, and I'm kind of curious your take on it because so I'm sure you do the same. Actually, I know you do the same because I've heard enough of your podcast and I've been on enough of your podcast. We always say know your league rules, right? Yes. You know, look, hey, I'm in. I even tweeted this out. I'm in the going deep league that Mike Clay has, where you start six wide receivers, three to four running backs because there's a flex to two tight ends, two quarterbacks. So it's super deep. And I didn't know that you could put suspended players on the IR. I only found out in week three. Yeah, that's on me. <laughs> did, did, did I whine? Did I go, oh, my God, you didn't tell everybody, you didn't make it clear, blah, blah, blah. No, that's on me. I didn't find out. So here's the scenario, Scott. I'm in an industry league, and I'm in an industry league where I asked at the beginning of the season, because you know how I feel about kickers, and I said, do I have to start a you kicker? You love them. Shut up. So I said, do I have to start a kicker? And he said, no. So I was like, oh, cool. So I go to submit my week one lineup, and I notice it says 
nine players selected tend to start. And I was like, oh, can if I don't put a kicker in, I guess I can put in another player. And I went back to the team, submitted a lineup with a second flex, and it took it. It's accepted it. I won't say so. I won't say what the site is on, um, but there was a little. I, know what I actually. Site it's on. Okay, yeah. So you know, <laughs> so somebody said this today, and what happened with the group chat that started was that it actually says must select the place kicker, and I have never even noticed that text before because I don't know why. It's not even bolded. It's very little. It's on the submission page, <laughs> and you submit the lineup. It's on a submitted lineup page. It's not on an error page. Like if you try to su- start too many wide receivers. So in any case, I legitimately never noticed it. And I was like, hey, cool. He set this league up where not only do you not have to start. It's like my home league. We start 10 starters, two flexes. We started like the right. flex leagues, which you still got to come out and get a part of. We start two flexes. So I was like, cool. Well, there was an email today. And he's like, Jake's been doing this for the first four weeks. I'm sure we all would have done the same if we knew this seems pretty blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and it started a whole thing. I said, look, if you guys want to change it, if you want to take my extra flex out, whatever. I'm not going to make a big stink of it. But at the same time, I think I was in the right. Like I found out league rules. Let me do this. Don't blame me because you didn't know what the league rules were. I put it on Twitter. 81 to 19% agree with me. Scott, do you agree with me or did I pull a Bill Belichick? Um, well, okay. There's a couple things here. I think number one, there's no way they should be going back and changing your stuff. That's on the commissioner. You know what I mean? And that's just, it's too late. You know, you're already there. Uh, you abuse the rules, maybe, we'll say. But it doesn't matter. No, I matter. want your opinion if you think I did, because I legitimately wasn't trying to abuse the rules. I was legitimately trying to take advantage of what the lineup settings allowed. Um, uh, I mean, I, I think you probably still abuse rules, yeah. So I think if everybody else is starting a kicker, you're the only guy in with a, an extra flex and, and you know about it and you kind of think that, okay, I know about this and other people don't know about it. I, I think maybe you're being a little sneaky, but you know what? It doesn't matter. If, if the rules are set up that way, that's the way they're set up. Now, I think if every other person, this is a what, a 12-person league? Yeah. If 11 other guys have played a kicker every single week, you're the only one using this flex thing. And they say, hey, look, you know, this is a loophole. We're going to close the loophole now. I think that's fine. You know what I mean? And I know people get pissed about changing rules in the middle of the season. If, you know, 11 P- t- 10, of 11, uh, 10 of 12 were doing this and the commissioner just didn't know about it. And he's like, well, I want to close this rule now. No, 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 no. No, you didn't know about it. And that's tough S. For you, right? Uh, but but I think if it's one guy uh, doing this rule, everybody else didn't realize that this is uh, available, and now he says we're going to close the loophole, and that's that. Fine, but he cannot retroactively go and change the scores on your teams. That's nonsense. You know what I mean? Look, someone <laughs> brought this up now. Change the rule now. That's fine. But you can't retro- retroactively go back and change a bunch of scores when you were just doing what is allowed uh, and said, you know, See? not in bylaws or, you know, it'd be different if they had like a written set of rules that had said something about you have to start a kicker. But you even ask the guy, do I have to start a kicker? The guy said no. Yeah. I, if you I go think to you the, left if out. You, if you go to the settings on the site, it shows that each position min is zero, as in you could legitimately, like, if you wanted to, you could start right. zero running backs. Yeah, so I think um, 
Uh, I I think you asked that question framed in a way that didn't say, you said, hey, do I have to start a kicker because this thing has let me start an extra wide receiver instead? You, right. d- you well, didn't no, so throw that I in asked, there. So if you, but if you go back to what I was saying is I actually asked right. the question about the kicker before I found out I could do this. Like I okay. said, I my first week one lineup, I set it with nine players. And then at the little at the site at the top it says tax ten starters are maximum. I forget what the exact wording is, and I was just like, "Oh, I can put somebody else in." And I like exactly what <laughs> this is exactly exactly how it unfolded. And I went back, hit the back button, submitted, put an extra tight end or no, first week was an extra wide receiver, put an extra wide receiver in. I was like, "Oh, cool! I love it. He's doing what my home league does." And I legitimately thought that was the thing. And if everybody else wasn't paying attention, that's how I saw it. Is like, "Hey, you know what? It's the same thing as me with missing the IR suspended." Like, you know what? If it wasn't on you, too bad. I understand what you're saying. I am a hundred percent with you on the can't go back and retroactively fix it. Although yeah, that's, that's what nonsense. they're doing because I'm trying to make nice because it's an industry league. But at the same time, I'm with you in the fact that I'm not doing it with a smile on my face. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they should be able to go back and change your scores. Are they at least putting in whatever kicker that that you? So they should at least give you average score of the kicker for the week. I think no, so Rosas has been on my roster the entire year. He's just they been should on my, then give give you Rosas score. They, they the did. Whole, they put the Rosas, but and then they dropped to the bench off my roster. Whatever my lowest ranked PPR flex player was for that week. Now. Um, it has it has it adjusted any of your um, win loss standings? Yeah, yeah. I went from three and one to two and two. All right. I mean, you know, if if you're just trying to play nice because it's an industry <laughs> league, uh, all right. I mean, but I'm I'm with you. Uh, there's no way I'd be doing that with a smile on my face. And I can tell you what, if I could, I'd bring it up on my podcast so other people could also <laughs> bitch about it. So that's exactly what I would do. I wonder, what, I wonder who, where, where that idea came from, huh? That, that's, that's, no idea. That, no that's idea, very but. interesting. Yeah, that's, it's interesting that that came about that way. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about other stuff. And I bring that up. You know, I, I generally am curious what other people's opinions would be. But I bring this up in general for everybody, too, is, again, know your league rules. And you know what? If you have something like this, here's a perfect example. The Flex League's. You're not in them. Jokes aside, I know it's a travel thing, and like I'm not, yeah, I'm not yeah. asking you to spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars where you can't afford to travel. But in the flex leagues, because we play on that same site that lets you put suspended players on IR before mm-hmm. the season even started, everybody got an email, commissioner email. You can't put Melvin Gordon in the IR spot. You can't put Golden Tate in the IR spot. We don't allow that. They have to be legitimately out. So I'm saying that to go for and say. Cover your bases and tell your entire league's rules. Like, make sure, like you said, if they're not out there in writing, communicate with everybody so everybody knows and you don't run into something like this. Right, exactly. Let's talk about your Steelers. (laughs) A win. Thank God. A win. A a disgusting offense of a win because for fantasy purposes, like, okay, for real life purposes, it worked. They changed the entire offense to be the Mason Rudolph offense, if you want to call it that. But for fantasy purposes, I, I would say it's a little frustrating. Obviously, this is going to be contingent on if Connor is healthy or not. But these are your Steelers. I know you watched the entire game. James Connor, Jalen Samuels, both big games. Essentially, also both the number one and number two wide receiver for this team right now. <laughs> what are you making of this, Scott? I'm I'm making a do whatever works. That that's exactly what 
uh, the Steelers' game plan was going into this. And I don't know if this is going to be a week-to-week bit that they're going to end up doing with Jalen Samuels running the Wildcat, but it worked against the Bengals, which I know also, once again, not saying much. The Bengals are not very good this season. But um, I'll, I'll take whatever I can get in this offense now. Unfortunately, it meant that we got nothing from Juju pretty much. I mean, right. he, he three catches for 15 yards on four targets is just no good. Um, you know, Mason Rudolph still is not throwing the ball downfield very much, although I did take a little issue with, um, you know, someone right after the game said, oh, this is the lowest air yards per blah, 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 blah. Well, all those little pitches that went to to Connor and uh, Samuels and all that stuff, those counted as passes, and those are more those are run plays, you know. Right. And uh, I they they get counted in the stats, so they get counted in the air yards as whatever whatever it would be a foot a yard, however they count that. If it's maybe if it's a foot, it's a yard. I don't know, but um, you know. He threw the ball downfield. He threw the ball downfield more than he did against the Niners. So uh, still not much, but and not enough for us to be happy with it as fantasy guys. But um, look, you got to be okay with what you got out of Connor. Samuels is a nice uh, free agent option at this point, and maybe Deontay Johnson is becoming an option as well. So, okay, so. let's do let's do this. Let's go one by one by one here. So James Connor is he an RB one? Yeah, if healthy. Mm-hmm. He is. Okay. Jalen Samuels so. is can he be an RB2 like Austin Eckler and then for a couple of years ago that people will remember Danny Woodhead despite not being the starter can he fall into that range where he's an RB2 every single week even with James Conner healthy I'm not going to call him that after one game because I don't know how much of the Wildcat they're going to use against <laughs> Baltimore uh, I don't know how much they're going to use moving forward uh, or, and if this is also hey, Baltimore just Baltimore hey, showed you could be run on that's for sure that's very true but also uh, is this a look we're going to do, I think what Tomlin went in, he went into Feetner and said, look, man, I don't care what you have to do, but pull out all the stops. Do every single possible thing you can. Because we saw in that first uh, quarter, Benny Snell was in there as well, and he only had two carries, but they were doing everything possible to see what was going to work this week. They pulled out all the stops. So I don't know. All the stops. Do you want to do really you did. phrase it the way that it really was? Throwing crap against the wall and seeing what's Sure, stuck. seeing what's thick. Whatever. However you want to phrase it, Jake, you jerk. <laughs> uh, however you want to phrase it, it's fine. Uh, By the way, Randy Fichtner needs to go hang out with Mike Krzyzewski and lying about how to pronounce your last name. Like, get out of here. That's BS. That's how you pronounce your last name. Well, I mean, I think he knows how to pronounce his name. No. He can spell it Q7R43 and say, no, it's Fichtner. <laughs> and that's that's how you say it. It's his name. No, because so. it's, it's Mike Krzyzewski. That's who's the coach. Krzyzewski. Uh, right. Yes. Okay. Like, yeah. like, that's how it's spelled out because find a sh in there. There's no sh. There's K's Are you, and R's and Z's. Get out of here. An Eng- you're an English major? Is that is that what you? No, you I actually your, think, oh. no. I'm the English board the living hell out of me. So, <laughs> yeah, well, see, I wonder why you're like, just say it how it's spelled, idiot. Come on, <laughs> what's your problem? Uh, um, I'm, st- I'm still surprised you haven't brought up the fact that like this is coming from somebody with the last name C I E L Y Seely. Come on, I mean that's <laughs> at least I have uh, my grandfather didn't blame for that one. We're we're Polish. <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm half Polish. He was 100% Polish. So he he messed up the spelling when he changed it when he came to America. And what is Shashevsky? Krzyzewski. Krzyzewski. Okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> anyway, all right. So, <laughs> we didn't even let me get to, to the wide receivers. Juju Smith-Schuster, is he now a wide receiver too? Is he even that now going forward? 
I mean, I would say he's probably not even a wide receiver, too, with Mason Rudolph moving forward. I hope he can get back up to that point. But this is one of the things, you know, when you lose, uh, there were questions coming in on Juju anyway. And I, I love him. I still think he's a really, really good wideout. He's just not being utilized in the offense. They're, they're doing, you know, uh, they're trying to cover him up. So he's getting covered up. So Deontay Johnson was college open on both of his touchdown catches. Um, <laughs> That's Connor a good way to phrase is, it. Uh, Connor is uh, getting the dump offs uh, uh, and Jalen is getting the dump offs right now. Well, and, let's go to uh, Deontay Johnson real quick. 63% okay. of the snaps got the, yep. it was basically the third most valuable, got the, he talked about it, the big play and the touchdown. James Washington, 45 snaps, 76%. Still got significantly more snaps. That's for everybody who wants to do the quick math. Eight more snaps throughout a game of 59 total snaps. So a good percentage more, but I don't know. I made this joke on Pat's show, Scott. Like, I don't know if when they left college, James Washington like ran over his cat on the way off campus or like what the hell happened between these two playing together prolifically for three years to now where it's not just one game. That's two back-to-back games where Mason Rudolph's basically ignoring him despite being on the field more than Deontay Johnson. Well, look, when he's open, they'll get him the ball, but James he's Washington hasn't. He just hasn't been the most open player yet. It, now, I'll tell you what, against uh, some bad competition in the preseason, those two were going ham together. Like, they they uh, were the connection that we saw at Oklahoma State, and uh, it looked great, but it's just not what has happened so far. And like I said, they don't want Rudolph to throw the ball downfield. I think that's pretty clear, but they're going to have to start doing that. Well, I don't it, know if it's going to happen this week. I mean, Humphrey, you want to talk about not getting open. Good luck, James. Sorry. Right. Right. Exactly. So, uh, well, I mean, if Humphrey's not suspended for trying to choke out OBJ. Yeah. We'll what, what the hell? Like, seriously, how is that so glossed over? Like, you know, I'm actually pretty much an Odo Beckham apologist, despite still being blocked by him. And for all the crap that he's gotten and all the things go back into Josh Norman, all like that kind of just got glossed over. Like nobody's talking about it. Well, I, I don't think it's happened with Humphrey outside of with this guy uh with without your guy obj right so i think uh and i think right before that play so happened, wait, wait, wait. He, we're blaming uh, well, odell beckham well, for getting choked out no <laughs> what i'm saying is that obj antagonized the beginning of this and this is what this is how it boiled over i'm not i'm not calling marlon humphrey right at all give me a break think i'm gonna back some raven no thank you <laughs> so but uh but, Antagonizing, but choking that's out of Brown is okay. That's, in my, in my that's the good thing. He did it. He got a penalty out of it. It didn't need to involve getting choked that's out. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Well, do you remember AJ Green losing his mind and punching uh, Jalen Ramsey in the face with this helmet on a bunch of times and getting yeah, tossed out of that game? Some of those guys just know how to aggravate you, you know, and get under your skin. And and well, I think that OBJ is one of those guys. So speaking of him, let's stick on him for a second. Odell Beckham and DeAndre Hopkins. Are you buying low on both? And if you could only pick one, which would you rather buy low on? I would absolutely buy low on both. And if I only had to pick one, it would be Hopkins. Hopkins still has potential to be the number one guy. I think I think Watson is already playing banged up. And I think that's part of so does, the issue. So doesn't that concern you a little bit? It does. Um, it, it does. Just looking at their schedule coming up, they're against Atlanta. They're against the Chiefs, they're against the Colts, and then they have the Raiders. They have a tough one against Jacksonville right before their Week 10 bye. So the schedule 
uh, eases up. Mostly, mostly here. favorable. <laughs> right. How bad would that offensive line be if they didn't trade for Tunsil? Like, oh my God, it would be almost as bad as the Bengals' offensive line. <laughs> the Bengals, the Redskins, uh, there's a few of them out Did there. Did you the see Dolphins. Andy Dalton in last night's game? He w- couldn't even get to one Mississippi. I don't and think Andy Dalton could see Andy Dalton sacks. in the game. <laughs> eight sacks. And at the end of the game, you could tell he was just pissed. Like, he threw the ball well, at the so ref me, and walked let, off the field. Let me ask you about that. There's a good transition. Thank you for another transition. I appreciate that. The Bengals... It's like I've done this before. Yeah, I know. They host the Cardinals this week, which are yeah. start everybody against that defense, but it's the Bengals. And yeah, okay, it's the Steelers' defense, which is arguably... I think people don't give it enough credit for what it is, especially with the addition of... Um, or the fact that... Who's the one? Mickey Fitzpatrick, now that they've been yeah. able to bring him in and play him at safety with what they've already had. I think this defense is better than what people thought, for one, two, even better now. That all being said, can you would you trust Tyler Boyd and Joe Mixon? And I guess you have to with Mixon, but is is Boyd a wide receiver too? This like is it Arizona? Let me phrase it a different way. Hmm. Is a matchup this favorable enough to overcome so many concerns as like the Bengals have? Uh, I think it is. You know, the Cardinals have been miserable on defense. There's just no other way to go about saying it they've been real bad so uh i think that this is you know the cardinals are a get right week for whatever offense they're playing against because that's one of the worst defenses in the league it is but i feel it almost feels semi-trappish to me yeah i get that but i mean who are you benching tyler boyd in favor of you know this no 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 i just i meant I think that some people will vault Mixon back into RB1 territory, Tyler Tyler Boyd into fringe wide receiver one territory because John Ross is out. And I think well, I'm that's... not running those I'm not running those guys out in DFS or anything. They gotta prove it first. Even against the Cardinals. You know, <laughs> you gotta prove it first. I'm I'm not going out and purposefully picking them up in DFS no. or things like that or trading them for the matchup this week um or anything because, you know, well, they got now you just many weeks curious. ahead. I'm gonna I'm so. gonna check Fanshare over here to see what the uh, the projected ownership is on Tyler Boyd now because now I wasn't even thinking about that. You got me curious on this one. What do you, how how high do you think he is in projected ownership at wide receiver? Um, Quick before five percent, five percent. He Low. is whoa, holy crap! Where is he? Well, I'm gonna have to control F Tyler Boyd, everybody. <laughs> he is not even inside. John Ross, as of today, has a higher projected ownership because apparently people haven't gotten the news that he's not playing yeah. for weeks. That's how far down Tyler Boyd is. Tyler Boyd is down on the second page, down by Kenny Stills' territory and Willie Sneed and stuff like that. People, well, if are, he's going to be priced that well, he's probably not priced well. He's 65 and 6,700. That's not a bad price for the volume that he should get, although Auden Tate's kind of sneaky. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a that's a discussion for another day. We're gonna turn this into a DFS <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I want to. Hey, I'm not even gonna. I'm gonna let you. Do you want to pro- like set up your own question or your own scenario of what you want to talk about with Carry On Johnson? Because I thought it was very interesting what you texted me. Yeah, you know, you you were asking me, hey, is there anything you want to talk about specifically in this episode? And I would just like to get an outside perspective because the Welsh says that. You know, for in most cases, when people are like, "Hey, are you worried about this?" No, I'm not worried about it. No, uh, that that's just there's obviously Global things warming? that I do get worried about. No, I'm not. I'm going to be dead before, <laughs> that. Uh, and I don't have any kids, so I'm fine. 
Uh, don't care about global warming. Uh, I'm gonna eat all the steak. What, what else is what, what else is out there that's like bad these days? Uh, carbs or no? Obviously, you're not carbs. So you're, <laughs> no. <laughs> come on, Jake. <laughs> Some, you come up with anything else. Sugar would be better than carbs. Come on. I was trying to like, how many times have you been to In and Out this week? In and Out? You mean Carl's Jr.? Um, oh, Carl's Jr. Oh yeah, that's right. It's Carl's Jr. I don't want to say thinking. Oh, because you took me to In and Out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We went. You hadn't had In and Out yet, so we went and you, had, you did a whole review. So. Um, I think they're all overrated, but, uh, the, um, the carry on Johnson thing is until this week against the chiefs, which, you know, obviously the chiefs have a bad defense. And even if they didn't, most teams are playing, uh, most teams are trying to catch up to score with them. So carry on Johnson had a great week. He had, uh, 26 carries, 125 yards, uh, two catches for 32. But up until this point, he hadn't crossed 100 total yards in any game or 50 rushing yards in any game. And they cut C.J. Anderson. I thought Ty Johnson was going to be getting more okay. carries. That's not what happened. Uh, McKissick is getting more snaps. Uh, Ty Johnson is in there. But you also take a look at this upcoming schedule for Detroit. They're on a bye week this week. But after that... They have, uh, they're at Green Bay. They're against the Vikings. Then they have two nice ones for the Giants and the Raiders. But then it's Chicago, Dallas, Washington, Chicago, Minnesota. It's an ugly stretch, uh, oh, 15 and 16. Talk, talk, yeah, about I mean, week, week, talk about week 15 trying to get into the championship because people haven't realized how damn good that run defense is. At Tampa Bay, 15. There you go. And then 16 at Denver. So... Uh, I, I actually feel... Denver's actually a better matchup at this point. Yeah, they just let uh, Leonard Fournette run for a million right. yards on them. You so. just you run against Denver. You just don't throw. So I'm thinking maybe if I can trade Carry On Johnson now, uh, I'm going to get a better pull from him than what I'll get unless I'll give you, you trade him after one. Week Nine. How about this? I'm going to give you a team that faces the Bears this week. Then Packers, Texans, Lions, Chargers, Bengals, Jets, Chiefs, Titans, Jaguars, uh oh, Chargers to finish it out. Would you trade Carry on Johnson for Josh Jacobs straight up? I think I would. I would too, but I don't feel great about it. Everybody no. knows how much I love Josh Jacobs. I mean, they, they look, I I was the one out there saying I saw three hundred touches for him. I don't know why Gruden happening. Yeah, I know. I don't know what Gruden's doing at this point. He says he wants to get him more touches. He does great in his touches and he still <laughs> keeps using DeAndre Washington and, and, and uh, Jalen Richard for everybody out there who didn't listen to the podcast when I said so just to clear it up because I know there's people sitting there listening right now Scott going well that's Gruden he's never used a bell cow not true go back and look at what he did with Cadillac Williams when he drafted him in the first round and basically ended his career in two seasons. And go back and look at the fact that he gave Ernest Graham over 200 carries. And go look at the fact... That was 10 games, by the way. 10 starts, I should say. Go back and look at the fact that he gave Tyrone Wheatley 200-plus carries <laughs> two years in a row. So before you give me that whole nonsense but that he doesn't use well, a bell and cow... And they use the term bell cow and all that stuff with Jacob. So even if he doesn't give him uh, you know, 300 touches... He should be the guy. He should be in on right. more snaps, and his snap percentage has gone down. Uh, you know, I think it was over seventy percent week one, and then it was below fifty percent one week. Uh, I think that was the week he was sick, and now he's had a hip injury and a groin injury. Well, as bump well. back up this past week, finally. 
Right, right. So, uh, what was it this week? Because I just fifty four percent. Fifty four percent. It was forty six percent, forty two percent. I will say this. I will say this. It all kit like you know all this conversation aside. I think you and I and most people, giving the day and age we're in in fantasy, if you told me fifty five percent rest of season, we'd be happy with most running backs getting that. Yeah, everybody but Christian McCaffrey, he gets a hundred percent of every game. <laughs> I thought he gets like a, he's the one that gets like the 110, that mythical 110. <laughs> Did you see that catch? Did you see that bobbly catch that he had on Sunday? That was it's, amazing. It's absurd. By the way, did you, uh, real quick, we'll move on from Jacobs. Did you even, did you know that with the missed time, and I'm talking about missed time within the game, obviously, he's right, still right. on pace for almost 1,500 yards total combined? Uh, I mean, I didn't realize that, but it doesn't surprise me. I mean, it's a terrible matchup this week. Against oh, it's got awful this week. But uh, but you know we we talked about this how the the Broncos aren't as good and they get them one more time. Um, they've got here here's what they have. They got. I just ran Chicago. through the schedule. You weren't paying attention, did you? No. Wait, wait to listen to your to you. host over here. I wasn't listening to you. So uh, well, well, just reiterating. You know, no, uh, Green Bay no. and Houston. I don't want to hear it. Detroit, I'm moving up to Chargers, next, next Bengals, topic. Jets, Chiefs. <laughs> so another running back. See, just moving on. <laughs> okay. All right. Fine. What are you doing if you're involved, if you are involved? Um, so you might not be. Hopefully you're not. Hopefully a lot of people out there listening to you and myself didn't get involved with said backfield. But if you are involved with the Eagles backfield, you drafted Miles Sanders and we're going to be patient, which I thought was a decent strategy. And I expect Jordan Howard to do this because Jordan Howard's Jordan Howard. I still don't expect Jordan Howard to keep doing this. But Jordan Howard is pushing towards that peak ceiling of Doug Peterson touches and snaps because to get to 60% in a Doug Peterson off offense is a hell of an accomplishment. Let's just say that. percent everywhere else. So. Yeah, so he got to 53%. He's getting, he's creeping close. He's getting to 53% in a big game. Is it Jordan Howard right now? And if you're in a thin 10-team, 12-team, maybe shallow bench 12-team, if your choice was to go grab Jordan Howard and drop Miles Sanders, would you do it? Uh, yeah, I think I would. And this is, uh, people have listened to me, the people that have listened to me know I've called Jordan Howard a little bit better than a Jag is what I call him. He's kind of just I agree a guy. with you. He, he's a guy with experience. Uh, and, uh, he, he's nice between the tackles, but other than that, he's not very good, but he's being utilized and you don't have to be really good to be a really good running back in a good offense. I mean, with a great Darryl offensive Williams. line. Yeah, you look at Daryl Williams and what he's doing with the Chiefs. You know, you don't have to be great. Uh, LaShawn McCoy is uh, over the hill as far as NFL running backs go. He's having a great year with them, too. I could run so, for 100 yards in the Chiefs. It would take right, 16 games, but I could do it. <laughs> right, exactly. You get, uh, you know, half a yard of carry. Let's get this guy 200 carries. He'll be good. I'll, I'll get so. there. By week 16, I'll get there. <laughs> right, exactly. So, uh, I mean... I, I don't like Jordan Howard, but I and I have zero shares of Jordan Howard. I have one Miles Sanders share, and that is in a dynasty league. So uh, I think that's still the right play. If you're but, in a redraft, uh, any interest you would go after buying low on Miles Sanders because you know people are willing to drop him at this point? Yeah, well, yeah, I think I would. <laughs> like you, you look at well, what I was thinking about is like you're gonna have to trade something that they need for like a bye week. But uh, what I want to do is I want people to dump them so I can grab them off the wire. I okay, okay. To do that I thought just it sounded so much like yeah. Oh wait, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just thinking of how to frame my crazy brain of of, of all this stuff. So 
Uh, I think what I want to do is I, I want to get him off the wire, but if I can trade like, you know, a crappy wide receiver that they need for a bye week or something and get him, that that's a move I would make. All right, so you brought up the backfield of the Chiefs. Let's talk about them real quick because Tyreek Hill is creeping closer and closer and closer to returning. I don't know if you saw the pregame, but dude flying all over the field because, well, he yeah. didn't have an injury to his leg, so there's not a surprise there. But the shoulder is close. He's playing and practicing without a sling. and Not playing, obviously, on the field, but people knew what I was saying. But the fact that he's getting close, are you, if you need help somewhere else, willing to drop Hardman already? And if not, what are you doing looking forward to this backfield? And with Demarcus Robinson, is he the one that holds value? I mean, I have my opinions, but I'm just kind of curious your take on the Chiefs as a whole. Um. Okay, so... I think when Tyreek Hill gets back, I, I think it, this turns into a musical chairs of Demarcus Robinson and Michael Hardman, and I don't really want to be part of it at that. See, point. I think it's I think it's Demarcus Robinson and Sammy Watkins, and Michael Hardman basically gets left for dead. And, and that maybe that's it, but I feel like wow. they're still gonna go. It's still gonna go four wide with those guys. So Demarcus Robinson, I think, is gonna be third behind Watkins until whenever Watkins gets hurt, because. He always gets hurt. Uh, but Ty it's going to be Tyreek Hill. It's going to be LaShawn McCoy and, and Travis Kelsey. Those are your guys. And then after that, it's going to be one of the Williamses. Um, yeah, one of the Williamses each week. I would expect Damian to get more of a run when he comes back uh, because that's just what it was looking like going into the season. So I think he's kind of proved himself to be better than Daryl, which you don't, you know, who cares? Those guys both kind of suck. Whoops. So I, I'm a McCoy guy. But. I think the other guy in that offense between even Watkins, you could probably throw in as a musical chairs guy. And I just don't want to be a part of that when yeah, Tyreek gets back. Out. Yeah, I mean, they, they it's not going to be every week where, you know, Mahomes throws four touchdowns in the second quarter and they're all going, oh, you get one, you get one, you get one, like Oprah. So it's not going to happen every week. That will happen because it's the Chiefs and they're really good some weeks. But I just don't want to be dependent on the the fourth option and lower on any team, even on a good offense. All right. Fair enough. So what else are we talk? We got two more things and we'll get you out of here. Melvin Gordon's back. I brought him out earlier with the Austin Eckler situation. Talk about Jalen Samuels. Do you agree with my take and the fact that Melvin Gordon can be a top 10 running back as he has been in the past? And Eckler can maintain that value because to go back to that season I was talking about, Ryan Matthews, people forgot about that guy, playing for the <laughs> San Diego Chargers back when he was relevant. Danny back Woodhead, in my day, they were the San Diego Chargers. <laughs> back, back when we had to do the box scores by hand every Monday morning. And so, anyway. I watched Ryan Matthews play at Fresno State. Uh, I, I hey, I got one beat. This just came to my mind. This is a good one. I watched Titus Young Sr. when he was playing football. <laughs> Titus Young Sr. He was the one that uh, started this whole damn fourth and fifth thing on the back of the jerseys. You don't remember that? Uh, no, I don't. Oh, see, this I, is what I, happens when you have a good I one thought, of your... I what? thought, like, the dashes and the juniors and all that stuff, like... I don't know. Like, like I remember Chris Fuamatu Maafala. You remember him for the Steelers, no. the fullback, uh, big Samoan fullback, and his name barely fit. Like, like I tried to create him in in game day '98. Huma nama nama huma sumuhui. 
Chris Fuamatu Maafala. Yeah, so, I actually do remember him. He had the but, dash no, yeah. and the apostrophe in there. So. No, so this is before... For people that don't remember, I remember this specifically. This is, like I said, when you have a very close friend who's a Lions fan and you watch so many Lions games, you catch little things like this. <laughs> so the fact is, is, this was back when the juniors and those were starting to trickle through. Nobody had really done the fourth and fifth too much yet. I don't even know if it had happened yet. But Titus Young... I'm sure somebody will correct me out there if I'm wrong, but I believe he was the first person to do the young senior. And the thing that ticked me off about it was he didn't have a son named Titus Young. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's really stupid. I mean, come on. The senior. Like he was before that's like Steve's Esquire. <laughs> Just put Esquire on your jersey hey, next time. Hey, ever, ever since I saw Bill and Ted, I always wanted to figure out how to get Esquire at the end of my name. Just put it on there. Just put it there. <laughs> just go and change it. It's fine. Just whatever. Just just whatever. What was the question? I was oh Melvin Gordon. So Austin Eckler, RB two for you in a half or full point. P- basically, if you're in any type of PPR scoring, RB two. But he's not an RB one. I I want him as a flex. He's fine as an RB two, uh, and he still has a role, which is nice. You don't have to go dropping him because Melvin Gordon came back or anything. Uh, and also, I think there's still potential for the Chargers to trade Melvin Gordon. You know, let him play a couple weeks, look really good, and see if someone is uh, desperate for a running back or a running back goes down. You know, I mean, look, the Packers, if, uh, I mean, they don't have any money, but if uh, Aaron Jones goes down too, we'll see how long Jamal Williams is going to be out. But if Aaron Jones gets hurt too, which he has done, they got nobody. They got Vitaly. That's it. They so got Dexter going- Williams. Yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> I, I, I said they had nobody and I meant it. Uh, it's CJ Anderson. You hate him so much. Well, I guess he was inactive this week because he's great, right? You hate him so much. Do you hate green hair? Is that what it is? No, I hate him because you love him so much. That, that's, <laughs> I don't that's love the, him so much. The I told main you, thing. He's, I told you. I just, I hated watching his film. And that was the thing. And, and that's and certainly not, fair. But if you remember, He's, I call them better Jordan Howard. Is he hits the lanes and he can be gone, but he, he is. He takes faster what he's given. Jordan Howard. That faster that, Jordan Howard. I like it. Faster Jordan Howard. That's good. But faster tell me, Jordan Howard. But also, like he has some Tatum Bell in him, which means if wow. you just push him, that's, that's just disrespectful. If you push him, if you stand in his way, he's falling over. Are we he's just the most tackleable? <laughs> he's the most tackleable. Name random Detroit ever. Lions players at this point. No, no. I remember why. Just watching Tatum Bell at Oklahoma State. Right. If there was a straight line, he was gone. You can't give him any type of a window, seal anything. But if there was a person or a bug or a feather or anything in front of him, he was going <laughs> so, down. You're so Didn't cruel. I, it's not cruel. It's watch his tape. Uh, and can look, we talk this about Kevin Smith now? Th- this is something that Dexter Williams can improve on. It's his balance. He has yes. he runs weird over you know body over his legs. <laughs> you know what I mean. So if someone touches him, he goes down. He has weird balance. Does, if he does, if Brandon Pettigrew he, do anything for you? And, <laughs> come on. Uh, How about um, Javid Best? Yeah, Javid Best. I remember uh, the Welsh thought it was Javid oh, Best. No, 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 no. Remember how excited everybody was for Mikel LaShore? Oh, my God. From Pe- Illinois? Mikel LaShore? People were losing their mind for Mikel LaShore after that one season. I mean, these these guys all fit in with Ryan Matthews. So <laughs> he's right in there. And maybe You're Ryan welcome, Matthews Lions had fans, the best year. Of you. Kevin Smith actually had a, a decent year, if I remember right. He makes good movies, too. 
All right, so, last one. Yeah, I like Clerks. We're looking forward to Clerks 3. <laughs> Before we get out of here. So we have a trio of players coming back from suspension. Golden Tate, Chris Herndon, Antonio Callaway. I put them in that order because I have a feeling that's the order of value you would expect going forward. But each one, I'll give you my quick version take because people have probably read or heard, but just in case that they haven't, if they're coming from your collection of the world, which is a very interesting and great side of the world, and that's not tongue-in-cheek at all. I, I love you guys. I love you in the Welsh. You, you know that. Golden Tate, I think, legitimately could be the number one wide receiver and hurt Sterling Shepard at the same time. If somebody's willing to give me top 25, even maybe top 30 value, I'll trade him now because there is significant floor. There is the chance that he's the one left out. Somebody's getting left out with Daniel Jones. Chris Herndon, I think, is a top 10 tight end, no matter who's at quarterback. Obviously, you know, it'll be very inconsistent until Darnold's under center. And Antonio Callaway, I actually like for this week... And as a spot start in a boomer bus play, because I think he is legitimately going to step right back in front of Rashard Higgins. So those are my takes. Those are the quick version takes. I think I think you're right on all that stuff. So I don't really have an argument either way. Uh, I think I, I like the fact that Golden Tate is coming back. I don't know that it's going to, you know, it, it's not awe inspiring or anything. It's great <laughs> that he's coming back. I've got him in a couple leagues. I'm excited for him to be back. And I think that there is, I, I tell you what, I think there's a little bit of window for all of those guys, Shepard, Ingram, and Tate to succeed while Barkley is out for however long that is. Oh, that, so, that's a, uh, that's fair. I also, yeah, I've said this yeah. before. Is I, think I hate th- Gallman so much. <laughs> Sorry. So you're right? selling high immediately. Oh, immediately. 100%. I mean, let's be honest. If you're not trying to sell high after two touchdowns, in a replacement game for Saquon. If you're not, you're you're doing it wrong. Stop playing fantasy sports. <laughs> Is that too cruel? Is that too mean? No, no. I mean, maybe don't stop playing fantasy sports, but maybe just maybe readjust. No, no, no. You know? Don't play. Don't read the rules. Don't play in a league where you're allowed to put a flex instead of a kicker and get yelled at. Just stop. Just go away. Just stop it. Just go away forever. <laughs> uh, don't go away, and don't not. You like that? A double negative at the end of the show? Mm-hmm. Follow Scott Bogman at Bogman Sports. And you're, you know what? Do it. Tell everybody. Your Patreon, your podcast, your everything. I don't know why I'm clicking when I'm doing it, but tell everybody. <laughs> uh, well, you can find me on the Twitter at Bogman Sports, B-O-G-M-A-N Sports. Uh, InThisLeague.com is where we have all of our stuff. We do fantasy baseball, fantasy football, fantasy basketball. The Welsh obviously hosts Prospect One. You guys have probably heard uh, the Welsh through Prospect One. I do college fantasy football. We're on fan tracks. Uh, we are on FNTSY, so you can catch all of our work. Uh, I I believe I am doing. I'm actually down a little bit. I think I'm down to like ten pods a week now. Oh, that's so, it. Yeah, yeah. At one point, it was up to like fifteen. So freaking slacker. Yeah, I know. I'm a bum. So. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun. You guys have any questions or if you play other sports outside of, uh, football or baseball, we cover, uh, basketball too. We nah. do pretty much everything but hockey. So everything but hockey. Yep. No hockey. Well, we Runs got the same time Chris basketball Meany. does. So yeah. yeah, go, go to Canadian kindness for that. that. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, so many people forgot about that. Canadian kindness. Love it. Uh, please follow Scott and, and Chris too, even though he's not here. We love Chris as well. And we love Scott and I love him for letting me sleep with his cats. But anyway, oh, that came out wrong. <laughs> Phrasing. That sure End did. End of the show. Yep. Good timing to go. <laughs> I'll see you next time. <laughs> see ya. 
And by the way, guys, going back to Tyler Boyd and something I've mentioned before, when I get this ownership projections, I, I always go to fansharesports.com and like I know this is starting to sound like a read. And it's not. I continually tell you guys this about every single week because one, well, you can use the code all in sports, get 20% off to go check out this site, but it's really great for DFS tournaments, especially because you can find the highly owned players to avoid and fade. You can find the lowly owned players in great situations to put into your tournament lineups and get those winning. And a perfect example is I'm looking at two right now where Tyler Boyd is down by Cortland Sutton and Keyshawn Johnson and Calvin Ridley. He's in that group, despite the fact there is no John Ross, despite the fact that, yes, the Bengals offense has been miserable, but they're facing the Cardinals. If you want to talk about target share, volume, opportunity, his price went up. That's why people were probably off of him. Uh, Tyler Boyd, I think, is an amazing selection. And then right in that same group whose price actually dropped because you guys know how it is in fantasy with recency bias. And when people are disappointed, they immediately want to jump off and hate these players. But Marquise Brown, you talk about target opportunity. It's still there. It was a down week. Everybody wanted him last week. Everybody used him last week. So everybody's off of him. He's even further down than Tyler Boyd. He's down by Alshon Jeffrey. Je- Jeffrey? Alshon Jeffrey and Nelson Aguilar and Juju Smith-Schuster in that same game. So you want two great picks. There you go. And like I said, you can find this at, if you go to Fanshare Sports, that's one word, .com, and you check it out, it's on the pro dashboard, and all the sports get you 20% off. You can see all these things we're talking about, the running backs, wide receivers, tight end, all the stuff. Really great tool. I recommend it a lot. That's why I always give it a little share at the end of the show and just doing us a favor because I love the guy and I love the site. But in any case, love you guys. I really do. I appreciate you guys listening. Hope you're back next Wednesday for another great show. Get you ready for week six already next Wednesday. London, maybe this week. There's a London game on top of it. The football season's moving fast. Good luck, everybody. I'll catch you next week.